0: Good morning and welcome to the Barefoot Church. I'm Pastor Steve, and this morning we'll be talking about uh, new, new, uh, given New Year and new things happening. Um, we'll start by talking about. Remember back in Exodus, what was going on? Uh, remember they were leaving Egypt. Uh, they had been freed uh, by by several means in order to escape more punishment, and and they were walking along and the ruler of Egypt had decided, instead of letting them go, letting the people of Israel go, letting the Hebrews go, that they would go and surround them and and kill them and bring them back. And so the the ruler of of Egypt sent out horses and chariots and soldiers in order to, to capture, in order to kill those leaders who were rebelling and to bring them back into slavery. And remember that the situation was that you have the chariots and the horses approaching and you have the sea ahead and so they are trapped. The people of Israel are trapped and what happens is God and and the wording that is used is he parted the waters. He parted the waters. Now, interesting thing happens. is is they go across the waters and they enter dry land. So dry land, the waters, dry land. And later on, uh, one of the prophets picks up this story. And the prophet says, do you remember, do you remember when? And he describes it as this, there were chariots and horses approaching and God made the way through the sea and God provided the path through the waters. For us, you know, many times we see ourselves caught. There are torments and torrents, there are, are, are splashing and waves and everything else in front of us, and it looks as if there is no way. And, and sometimes we get stuck, you know? We, we get stuck and instead of being able to find a way out, we sort of get held up. But after all, we are being attacked or potentially being held down and, and at the same time, it seems to be a barrier in front. And part of this message is, the message that that specifically Isaiah gives us, is that there may be chariots and horses and there may be water in front, but God God makes a way through the sea. God makes a path through the waters. And that's a word to us that we need to, to kind of carry with ourselves that God has something in mind and God can make the way, even though there is no way, and God can make the path even there is even when there is no path. So Isaiah picks this up from Exodus and from the, from the, the leaving of Egypt and the parting of the sea. And, and, and Isaiah picks this up and says, do you, do you remember when God said, I'll take care of you? Remember when God made the way through the sea, when God made the path, through the waters and in our own life what where is it that god makes that path where is it that god makes the way if, if we if we see that if we have our eyes open if we have our ears open if we have our heart open do we understand what god is doing in places that we we at least expect it sometimes and jeff you mentioned you know god answers prayer yeah and that's exactly what we're talking about that god makes the way god makes the path now Something else happens in, in Isaiah. And he he starts off in Isaiah 43, and, and we're looking at verse 18. So Isaiah 43, 18. And it says, the Lord did all that for you. And what Isaiah is referring to is the horses and chariots attacking the sea in front and God making the way through the sea and the path through the waters. So Isaiah says, you know, the Lord, God, did that all that for you. And then, isaiah continues but now god says forget those things that happened a long time ago interesting so don't dwell on the past don't dwell on those things long ago god tells us you know i've, I've don't I, i've done this but, but don't dwell on that don't don't try and remember that all the time uh, don't think about those past events at all interesting so yeah God opened the sea, God makes the way, God makes the path, but but don't dwell on the past. Don't even think about those past events. And then Isaiah continues, look, and he's he's now talking, God, look, look it up, you know, pay attention here. Uh, Now I will do something that is new. So God is reporting through Isaiah, I'm going to do something new. Watch, look, get attentive because I'm going to do something new. And realize that Isaiah is one of the Old Testament writers that is frequently quoted in the New Testament. There are so many things that Isaiah talks about and says and, and points us to that leads right into the presence of Jesus in, in all throughout the New Testament. Uh, various writers, uh, the apostles and, and other writers, point to Isaiah in many different ways. So here Isaiah is saying, uh, you know, look. God's up to something. He, God's going to do something new. And it continues then in Isaiah 43, uh, 18, 19. It is already beginning to happen. In other words, things are already filling in place. Things are already happening that is new uh, for you. Surely you can recognize it. In other words, God is saying, you know, if your eyes are open, if yours are open, if your heart's open, you already see this. You already see the new beginnings. You already see things starting to change. You already see things coming together. You already see new happening. Surely you can recognize it. You can be aware of it. You can you can understand what's happening. This, you know, Isaiah's writing. Surely you can see it. Surely you can recognize it. Surely you can understand. Yes, says God. I will make a... a uh, Road in the wilderness, I will make streams or rivers in the desert. So now we switch from making the way and the path through the waters, through the sea. Now to Isaiah writing, you know, God is saying, I'm going to make that road through the wilderness for you. It may feel like a wilderness. It may feel like, you know, all these obstructions, but God says, I'm going to make a road through the wilderness for you. And then, Isaiah continues, God says, I'm going to give rivers and streams in the desert. So sometimes in our life, we feel like, you know, all this wilderness stuff going on around us, we're alone and it's isolated and and we're kind of cut off. Hmm, Interesting. We're kind of cut off from everybody. But God says, I'm going to make the road in the wilderness. Just not a little path, but a road in the wilderness. And sometimes we kind of feel parched and dry, like we're in a desert. Sometimes we are dry in our spirit. Sometimes we are parched in our spiritual life, in our understanding of God, in our reading, our study of the Bible, our, our relating with others in, in, in scriptural, spiritual ways for encouragement as the Ecclesia. But God says, you know what? You might be parched or you might be in a parched area or a dry area of desert, but I'm going to give you rivers and streams. God provides those rivers and streams. And this is Isaiah writing that, God saying these words. You know, I'm gonna provide the road through the wilderness. I'm gonna provide the streams and rivers in the desert. Just like I gave the way through the sea and just like I gave the path through the waters. So we have these two extremes, sea and water and, and the wilderness and desert. But both, God says, I'm going to make the road. I'm going to make the way. I'm going to provide in the desert the fresh stream, the waters. Now, very interesting little part here in that Isaiah 43. And it all starts with, uh, I'm going to do something new. I'm going to do something new. Don't dwell in the past. I've got new for you. Now, an interesting thing happens then. Is is Isaiah a little bit later adds this. And again, the wording is listen. In other words, pay attention, heads up, pay attention, listen. I will create new heavens, the new sky, the new heavens, the new, and I will create new earth, the earth. The heavens that are going to be new, the earth's going to be new. People will not remember what things were like before. So there's a time coming where there's going to be a new heaven, a new earth, and and people aren't even going to think about, they're not going to remember about all the things before. Those thoughts of before will not even be in their mind at all. So there's something here that Isaiah is writing that there's going to be new experience, new heaven, new earth. There's going to be a new way of understanding, a new way of seeing, a new way of living, a new way of life that everything else will fall away. Everything else loses its importance.
1: No longer
0: am I tied down or bound by the past. No longer am I having to always refer to past events or I'm this way because the the victim mentality is sometimes how it's referred to. I no longer is, is that important because I've got new heaven, new earth and I don't have to believe, I don't have to believe that those things in the past are important because they're not. I don't have to think about all these things in the past in my mind because it's not necessary. There's new now. Now that's Isaiah again, in Isaiah 65, 17. Now something happens in Ezekiel, Ezekiel. And this, we're looking at Ezekiel uh, chapter 36, verse 26. So Ezekiel 36, 26, and it goes like this again. God is talking. So Ezekiel's write, Ezekiel is writing. This is what the Lord is saying. I will make you new inside. So not only new heaven, new earth, not only the path and the stream and the way, but now I'm going to make you new inside. You're going to have a difference inside of you. I will make you new inside. And then God continues through Ezekiel. I will give you new spirit. I will give you new spirit. God himself is going to provide the new spirit for us. The spirit who dwells within, the spirit who has a new message for us. I will give you new spirit. The old spirit, don't even have to worry about it. The old spirit's God. I'm going to give you new Holy Spirit. I'm going to give you new spirit because I'm making you new inside. Another way of doing that is I'm gonna give you a new heart. I'm gonna give you a heart that's of of new spirit. The old heart, the stone heart, the hardened heart, the old spirit is gonna be taken out, gonna be removed. The new heart, the new understanding of spirit, the new understanding of who I am will be made new because of new spirit. And this is Ezekiel, Old Testament. And then then it continues. You will no longer turn away from me. And remember, we're told in various places, both Old Testament and New Testament, that we are the ones who turn away from God because we are ashamed, embarrassed, afraid, because we are sinful. We can't look God straight in the face. We turn away. We run from God. We avoid God. We avoid any spiritual life or understanding of the word the writings or the word Jesus because we feel we're not worthy we feel that we have to make ourselves better we feel that we have to make ourselves worthy that we can actually understand the spiritual life and that's not the way it is it says I'm gonna make you new inside says Ezekiel God speaking I'm gonna give you a new spirit you will no longer turn away from me in other words once you have new life inside once you have new spirit You won't have to turn. You won't be afraid any longer. You won't be embarrassed any longer. You won't be ashamed any longer. Your sins will not be held against you any longer. And you won't have to run, won't have to turn away from the Father, the Creator, the Lord God Almighty. I will make you want to do things that give me pleasure. So what God said is with his new spirit, You won't have to run away or turn away because you're made new inside. You have new spirit. Instead, I will make you hunger for me. I will give you a thirst for me. I will give you a drive, an inside, a being that says, I want to worship my Lord and please him in all ways. I want to please God. I want to make him happy. I want to give him praises and blessings. I want to give him thanksgiving and lift his name on high. And God himself says, I will make you want to do the things that bring me or give me pleasure. Did you ever think of your life as being a pleasure to God? God created you, put together every part of your body, every cell, every part of you. God started your heart beating. God gave you first breath. God made you. You are his own. You know, he says about you, uh, you're good. (laughs) I made you the best. And God continues that. I love you so much that I sent my only son, Jesus, for you, for us, for me. God says, I have pleasure in my creating you. I have pleasure in my making you who you are. And I've given you the new inside, I've given you new spirit, and I have pleasure. Now just give me pleasure by what you do, how you are, your praises, your thanksgiving, your blessings. A new spirit, a new inside, a newness of having a path, of having a way, of having the living water within us. Now, if we step over into the New Testament, going to um, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, 2 Corinthians chapter five and verse 17. The interesting side, as I I prepared this, I I was working on this about two weeks ago. I was playing with ideas of of new, especially since New Year. And I (coughs) had had considered several uh, different scriptures. I had about, oh, probably about 50 different scriptures that I was playing with. And I started eliminating scriptures that, that, what is it that speaks, what is it, Lord, that speaks clearly to, to those, those of us who are gathered? What message, Lord, is it that you want our heart to hear this day? And, and so I, I, I eliminated a lot of those scriptures and I, I focused on a few and, and became aware that this is the message that, that, Lord, you're putting on my heart for this day, for, for this day of, of the new year. Uh, of January, and so as I was, as I was doing this, um, I, things were developing rather fast, and, and one morning I woke up at 1.30 in the morning, and I, as I was mentioning Jeff and some of the others, that I woke up at 1.30 in the morning, and I was wide awake. I was energetic for some reason, and I, I was extremely creative. I, I, was, I was working on things and putting things together both for the Facebook pages, but also for my own life and for my reflection on and ponderings of um, hmm, a new day, a new life. And, and with that energy, I just stayed awake. I was busy. I, with that wide eyedness and all the thoughts that were coming and all the ponderings and all the prayers, I decided to stay awake. And so I did. And what happened is in the last three days, Many of the scriptures that I have chosen have been showing up in other places. The other day, a a pastor who I was studying uh, was speaking on one of the scriptures that I was working on that I'd already developed. Um, Interesting on Facebook, there have been several things that have been posted that are two of the other scriptures that I have worked on and that you're hearing today. And this is one of them, the second Corinthians, and this just appeared yesterday, uh, 2 Corinthians 5.17. And again, the, the development here is I worked on the scriptures and then I see them, not that I saw them, therefore I decided to use them. It, it's, it's strange because in, in my heart, God is confirming, God is affirming what the message is. God is affirming these scriptures for us right now. And even more than that, God is confirming that my inside is new. The spirit that God has given is new. For each one of you, for us together as ecclesia, God has given us new heart, one of flesh. In other words, one that we understand this is a spiritual relationship with my father. This is a spiritual relationship. This is a entirely who I am, my whole being is in relationship to the Father through the Son because of the new Holy Spirit given to us. And so second Corinthians 5:17 goes like this. Now when anyone belongs to Christ, in other words when anyone is a believer in Jesus Christ, when anyone belongs to Christ they become a new person. So in our belief, in our acceptance, in our understanding, in our heart, in our being, in our life, the newness is Jesus Christ. The newness is Jesus Christ, who then makes us new person. I'm not the old. I'm not the same. I'm not. I am new person. I am new relationship with God, the father. I am in new relationship with each other, with other Christians, with other believers. Their old way of life is gone. Their old way of life, my old way of life, before I met Jesus Christ, before I was a believer, before I is gone. Their new life, the new life in Jesus, has begun. So understand that our relationship with Jesus isn't just once and done forever. Our relationship with Jesus is one that grows, it has a beginning. When I say for the first time, ah, I believe. Or when I struggle with understanding, what is God doing? Ah, that's, that is a beginning. That is a beginning process of when my faith now grows and becomes stronger. There is edification, there is building up. Just as we support and pray and be with one another in the faith as believers, that's what's going on. I suddenly don't become the mature Christian. I grow and I grow and I grow because of what God is doing in my life and those lives around me. So their new life has begun, according to Second Corinthians, Paul's writing to the Church at Corinth. Now the other scripture I gave you uh, in the invitation was the Colossians scripture. Uh, Paul wrote a letter to the church at Col- uh, Colossia. And the uh, Colossians received this in chapter 3, uh, verses 8 through 10. So Colossians 3, 8 through 10, goes like this. Um, and, and before this, the, the sentence, the verse, the, the area before this, Paul is talking about um, some of you grew up in, in bad ways. You, you, you believed false gods uh, you did uh, false sacrifices and false worship. You were pagans. Um, you did bad things um, because there was no limit on what you could do. You could, you could um, do any kind of thing that you felt like doing. You could um, offer human sacrifices or child sacrifices. You could worship any of the many gods who were around. And, and that's, that's what Paul talks about before this, that that you know these are bad people these these were bad for you and they are bad for anybody don't do it so Paul writes but now you must refuse to do these things all these kinds of things that are bad and so Paul says you know you've got to keep using your mind you have got to make these choices still you've got to make the decisions that now i choose i'm new i'm new now I, I don't want to go that direction i'm choosing not to do that because the temptation believe it or not continues surprise surprise once i accept jesus it's not all done once i accept jesus the temptation continues but now i have a decision now i have an option now i can choose aha i choose to follow jesus in his footsteps. I I choose to follow the path God gives me. I, I choose to drink the living water of the living Christ. I choose to follow the directions, the discernment of the Holy Spirit. And so Paul's saying, you know, you used to do bad things, but I want you to now refuse. Continue refusing to do those. Continue to refuse to worship the pagan gods. Continue to do those things that are bad and evil. Choose instead life, choose instead to do good, to be kind. Now, Paul continues in this and he continues like this. So he talks about the bad things that were done. Now he starts talking about a whole different set of things and listen carefully to what he says. Do not become angry with people. Don't shout at them. So Paul says, you know don't be angry with people don't shout at people that's that's, that's not what, what we're doing that's not what we're about and paul reminds us we're in control of that the devil made me do it No, no, no 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 i chose the whole thing of free choice has to be recalled again and again That we recognize because of our training, because of our maturity in Christ, because of our study of Scripture, because of our prayers, we recognize, aha, through discernment, partly, but otherwise choice, aha, this is the way, not that. So Paul says, do not become angry with the people. Don't become angry with people. Don't shout at them. And then he says again, Do not do anything or say anything. Don't do anything or say anything that will hurt other people. Why hurt each other? Why hurt another person by what you say? Why hurt another person by what you do? Don't be angry. Don't shout at other people. Don't hurt other people by what you're doing or what you're saying. Don't hurt other people. And then he continues, do not deceive each other with lies. Don't be deceptive. Don't lie to each other. Be truthful. Don't lie. Don't be deceptive. And then he sums up all those bad things he mentioned before. And now these things that he mentions, the anger and the shouting and the the hurting. And, And he sums it up like this do not speak any bad or dirty words fascinating and various translations will interpret that different ways and i'm choosing one that says don't speak any bad or dirty words and you you get a kind of a flavor of this anger dirty words shouting dirty words doing bad or dirty things Or saying something bad or dirty to hurt somebody, don't speak bad or dirty words. Remember, Paul says, after all these things he's mentioned now, remember that you have taken off your old nature like an old coat. Get the picture. I used to do that. I used to speak that way. I used to make people angry. I used to be angry at people. I used to shout at people. I used to... But I have a new person inside. I have now new Holy Spirit. And it's just like taking off an old coat, Paul says. I used to be covered with this stuff, or I used to have a hard heart. I used to be doing all these bad things and and treating people this way. But it's just like taking off the old coat, Paul says. We consciously make a choice. Jesus gives us the freedom. Jesus now gives us the possibility of hope and new life. And all we do is have to accept it. Take off the old coat. Take off the old. Continuing, as a result, then says Paul, taking off the old coat, doing away with the old nature, you can stop doing all the bad things that you liked to do before. By putting on the new nature, by accepting the new nature that God gives us, by accepting a new coat instead of the old coat, the old ways, I can stop doing those because now I have choice. I can stop doing all the bad things that I liked to do before because now I have something else i like to do better, more, far, far superior. And now I don't like to do those bad things. I don't even like... I've taken off the old, I've administered, I've taken on, I've accepted, I've invited into my life the new. Paul continues, for now you have received a new nature, the old nature, the old code is gone. I now have accepted, I now have received the new nature. And I want you to know, says Paul, about this new nature. I want you to know about this new clothing, God made it for you so that you can become. And what is the purpose of this new clothing? What is the purpose of this new nature? Why did God love me so much that He, why did God care about me at all that He gave me a heart of flesh instead of stone? That He gives me a new nature? It is because God made it for you so that you can become more. And more like Him, so that I can be closer and closer to God, but also I can be more and more like God. Our whole purpose is to understand what are the teachings in the scripture, what are the teachings that Jesus have in mind? What is it we're supposed to be doing in our daily life? And the answer is becoming more and more like Jesus to become closer and closer to God, become closer and closer to Christ but become in our doings and our actions more and more like Jesus? Where is it we need to call out the money changers in the temple? Where is it we need to confront and change someone else's understanding of beliefs or doings? Where is it that I need to be calm and peaceful and worshipful? Where is it that I need to raise and encourage and lift up to heal, to bring healing and completeness to brokenness? Where is it I need to do these things of being the kind and gentle and encouraging? Where is it I need to accept and understand the gifts of the Holy Spirit? The love, the peace, the kindness. That I might become more and more like him. That we might become more and more like him. That we know him better and better. Just not becoming like him, but we know him better better and better. And that's Colossians. Now, another place that Paul writes is to another church at Ephesus called Ephesians, And it goes like this. In the true message from Jesus, you are taught to change the way you live. Get that? Our behavior, the way we live, the true message from Jesus is you're taught to change that way that you live. Putting away the nature that you had before. Again, we've heard that several times today already. That old nature that deceives you. Satan had this understanding of deception. And our old nature was good nature. And we find out, "Ah, no, it's not. The lying, the anger, the shouting, the deception, the lies, the dirty words, the dirty thoughts. Because the old nature deceived you. And as a result of the deception of the old nature, you wanted to do things that would destroy you, uh, i.e., send you to hell, i.e., in comma. Instead of the things that destroy you, instead of the old nature, let God's Holy Spirit make you think in a new way. Think, make decisions that we can decide. Do I want the old? No, I want to follow God now. I want to think in a new way because of God's Holy Spirit. Take up, in other words, receive the gift of the new nature that God has prepared for you. God has prepared me a new nature for me. All I need to do receive that. All I need to do is receive that. I need to take up, to take on, to receive the new nature that God has prepared for me. That God has prepared for you that nature that God has prepared is like God's own nature. So it's closer and closer to God to be to bring the pleasure to God that one that I made. Is now closer and better and better and following what I laid out in my son Jesus the Christ as to how people are to relate to one another. And how people are to relate to me, their creator. Then you will try to live a truly good way that pleases God. And this, this is Paul's letter to Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 22, 23, and 24. Yeah. And one last scripture it goes like this. This is from First Peter. 1 uh, Peter uh, chapter 1 and verse 3. Just one verse. We praise God, who is the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. He is very kind to us. He, God, is very kind to us. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit is very kind to us so that he has given us new life. He's very kind to us. He blesses us. He gives us presents and gifts. And one of those is he gives us new life. This is possible, this new life, this present that God gives us, this kindness that God gives, is possible because God raised Jesus Christ to new life after his death. The presence of God in our life, the gifts that are given to us, the presence of Holy Spirit in our life, are available because God raised his son. God raised Jesus Christ in resurrection. So that now, just as we live, we are sure sure that we will receive the new life. We will receive the new life. We will receive the life renewed in resurrection. The good things that God has for us. That we have the good things that God has planned for us. Why? God the Father through his son gifting holy spirit in our life we have new minds we have new heart we have eyes to see and ears to hear our heart to understand and to be right in the middle of god's love let us pray god grant us grace and mercy grace lord that we have gifts from you mercy lord That we don't get what we deserve we don't get what we deserve from our failings our bad things our bad thoughts instead Lord we have given we have given to us new life a new mind one filled with your spirit holy we have a new mind Lord that can decide that can understand that can make decisions and say "Ah, I choose to follow Jesus I choose to follow Jesus. I choose that path, that way. I choose the new stream, the living water that Jesus gives. I choose to use all the gifts, the new clothes, the new heart, the new insides, the new way of thinking, the new life. Oh, Lord, thank you for the newness that we share together in Jesus Christ, our Lord. In the Ecclesia. Oh Lord. Bless us now on this day. In Jesus name. Amen. Blessings everyone. Love you all.